0: Hello, my name is Ed Frawley. My wife and I own Learburg. And we've got a good question and answer today. This one deals with people who have puppies or adult dogs that eat rocks and socks and articles of clothing, and it can be a real serious problem with some dogs. We're gonna talk about it in terms of using a muzzle and using a remote collar today. And we're gonna talk about how to teach a dog the word and our word is yuck which means spit out what's in your mouth without having to use a muzzle and without having to use a remote collar but there's a progression to get there that we're going to talk about now the customer that wrote us already has one of our plastic muzzles and he wrote us through the ask cindy portal on the front of learberg.com and we get a lot of questions there every day. Cindy answers them every day. She gets up at five in the morning, feeds our horses, comes in, sits down while I'm still sleeping, and has a cup of coffee and answers the Q and A's. And then we pick the good ones and put them into a video. We also turn some of these into articles. This specific one was turned into a good article. And it's in the database for the questions and answers on Liber.com. Now, this customer, has bought a plastic muzzle from us. His dog is nine months old and it still has a problem eating rocks and eating wood chips. And he wanted to know if there was a way that he could have a muzzle that he could feed his dog through the side. Now he can't do that with the muzzle that he has, a normal muzzle. Some of the wire muzzles, you can poke it in through the side, but then you're poking it in in the back and it's hard for the dog to get his tongue around there and snag it. But we do sell a plastic muzzle that has about a one-inch hole in the front that, that a dog trainer can pass a food reward through the front of the muzzle. His concern is, this customer's concern is, on that muzzle, he's concerned his dog can jam it into the ground and still get a rock or some pieces of wood or whatever, and eat it. Well, there's not a solution to that other than proper management. Dogs like that have to be managed all the time, from day one. Your little puppies, on the other hand, every time you get a little eight-week-old puppy, it seems like they all wanna pick stuff up and eat it. And the best way to check and fix that is to carry food rewards with you. And if your dog, your puppy now, little puppy picks up a rock, you can just trade them what they got in their mouth for a piece of food, and you've got them on leash, you never let them off leash. We never let our puppies off leash for months and months and months and months, because it's a recipe to have some kind of an accident, whether it's eating something or getting into something it shouldn't, whatever. That's a different story. So what we will do is we'll trade a puppy for a piece of food. And just before we give a piece of food, we're gonna say yuck. Now it has no idea what yuck means, but we're gonna condition it to the, to the uh, meaning of yuck, means spit something out. We're gonna condition it to the word. It's gonna end up in the beginning, mean we're going to, meaning we're gonna trade it. But then we are going to transition as the puppy gets into four, five months old. It always has a collar and a leash on. Say yuck, just a little pop on a leash. Usually that's all. How hard do you have to pop it? The answer is that's dog dependent, and you have to pop it hard enough to get a behavior change without it being abuse. So there's the key, and that's how dog, that's why we always say dog training is art, it's not science. We can't tell you how hard to pop your dog. Now, for those dogs that go beyond that, that ignore you and still want to get something, they have to do what this customer did which was you have to get a muzzle for the dog. Now we sell 80, I don't know, 80, 85 different types and styles of muzzles. So we can't tell you which one to get. We got a free video explaining how to measure your dog's head to determine what muzzle to get. And I will tell you this right now, I've been in the dog training business for over 40 years, making dog training videos. Muzzles are the most returned item that we sell or that anybody can sell. And maybe that's probably the reason why our competition doesn't have very many styles, because it can be a pain. But we try and help people through it. We've got that good video on how to measure a dog. And for those people that buy a muzzle from us, we have a really good video that I did on how to condition a dog to wearing a muzzle so it enjoys wearing the muzzle. And it involves food rewards. Won't get into that right now either. But in the beginning, this customer, doesn't matter sometimes what you want. What matters is the facts. And the fact is, is if his dog is gonna, if his dog is gonna eat through a one inch hole, then he's gonna have to keep that dog on a leash. And he's gonna have to convince him that when you say yuck, he either stops trying to eat it or he gets popped on the leash. As we go through hundreds and hundreds of walks with these dogs, and the dog gets to be older, you can start to think about using a remote collar. I'm not gonna go into a great deal of detail here, but I'm gonna talk to you about how to approach the remote collar training with the goal of fading the use of a remote collar and getting the dog just to respond to a voice command. And really in the end, that's what we want. But with the dog we th- think we might have to use it for, when it's four months old, we'll put the remote collar on and we won't stimulate it for months. But for a couple of months, we'll put it on, let him wear it around, we take it off, put it on, take it off. Doesn't hurt to do it a couple times a day. Here's a key to the remote collar though. When we put it on, we'll give it a little food reward for when it goes on. We don't reward the dog for taking the collar off the dog. We only reward it when we put the collar on the dog. Then, when it gets old enough for the training, and usually that can be six, seven, eight, nine months, and again, dog dependent, temperament dependent on your dog, when you're gonna introduce him to the stimulation on the collar. And that's a progression that you don't start training a behavior. You you take the dog someplace else and you introduce the dog to stimulation along with a leash on the dog. You just don't put the dog out in the backyard and say, Fido, come. That's dog abuse. And that gives remote collars a bad name. And in our opinion, and all our friends' opinion, Michael Ellis and all the professional dog trainers we know, we're all going to tell you the same thing, that a remote collar is the best dog training tool that's ever been devised. But it's also badly abused with people that don't take the time to learn how to train it. And with us, we will introduce the dog and we'll look for, away from training, not training the yuck, to a working level. And in the beginning, the working level will vary depending on the distraction we use, the environment the dog is in, and in the initial stages we come up with a working level in a very sterile environment. The dog's gotta be used to being in there. It's not worried about another dog. It's not worried about another person. Yada, yada, yada. We don't do that. And what you'll find is, once you have a working level on a dog, that's a floating level up and down, depending on distractions, depending on the environment, okay? So a dog can work really well and have a nice low working level in, let's say, your garage. But you take him out 30, 40 yards away from a dog park and that working level is going to go higher and higher. How high? That depends. It only goes as high as you need to get a behavior change with, and that's the key. Now, once you've got your working level, my experience with my dogs is a lot of times, and I'm going to use an example of a doctor collar here. A doctor collar goes from 1 to 127, and a human doesn't start to feel it until level 20, 21, or 22, or 23. And I've had a lot of my dogs over the years, and I've been training dogs now for over 60 years. A lot of my dogs will work at a level below 20. They can feel it, but I can't. You can't. In the yuck training, a lot of dogs will respond with a vibration level. So all you got to do is give them yuck, And push the button for a little bit of vibration and okay I'll leave that baby alone I don't want nothing to do with that and you can move on but let me say this if you have a dog and you think okay I got him trained now he's great I can I can say yuck and I can stimulate him at level 10 and he leaves it alone and I don't have to have him wear the the remote collar anymore? nah. that's not the way it works with dogs that eat rocks and eat socks. You always have to have that dog wear the remote collar, or you will always have to have that dog wear a muzzle if you choose not to do the training with a remote collar. And when you take a dog that does that in the house, I mean, I can't tell you how many people I've heard that I say eat socks. Well, they'll eat or chew up the end of a blanket and eat that. It's a sad deal. It really is, because it's expensive. It's 1500 $2,000 to have surgery to get rocks taken out. And we have a friend that's had to do this three or four times on her dog. Until now, that dog wears a muzzle all the time in the house. Or it's in a dog crate. Or it's in an X-Pen because she knows, or our dogs know, you go in an X-Pen, you stay in the X-Pen, and we don't put anything in there that they're going to eat. So that's... The long and the short part of all the different options and scenarios you might have to move through with your dog, what you decide to do is your business. If you decide you don't ever want to have anything to do with a remote collar, fine. That's your business. We're not here to tell you that you should. But if you don't want to be spending, if you have a dog that eats rocks and socks, and you don't want to be spending $2,000, you better figure out how to manage the dog correctly with a muzzle and a leash. And one last thing I'm going to say here, that let's say you get a muzzle that fits him, and you take him out, and you take him for walks until you know that the dog has accepted the muzzle. You want to be a little careful if you're just going to release the dog in the backyard over here and walk away, because you have to be sure that that dog's not going to lay down and get his foot underneath the muzzle and flip it off, and then turn around and eat a rock and you spend a couple grand so when you're going to start letting him loose unattended you better call you better get in your house and peek out the window and watch him and you better do that for quite a while until you're a hundred percent sure that he's not going to get that muzzle off words of advice there from a lot of friends who have walked in your shoes and we've certainly walked in your shoes with puppies that eat over the years, we had, I bred German Shepherds for 35 years, many years, over 10 litters a year. We have a breeding facility here in Menominee, state of the art one, that's been empty now for 11 or 12 years because we don't breed anymore. But we've got a lot of experience raising and training puppies and dogs.